Ayin Vav Amaralef, on the first line, we quote the Mishnah. The Mishnah was back on Ayin Dalan with Beis. It listed off a number of scenarios where even though a person stole something and uh, shechted it or sold it, he's only paying double, not the additional two, three times, not the four or five. So one of the cases there was Ganav Vehikdish Bachachtavachumachar. If uh, he stole Bob's, let's say, cow, and then he was Makdishit, Bob's cow, then he slaughtered or sold it, so he pays the kefel to Bob, but not uh, four or five times. So Amri, we asked the following question, Bishlam, I vectored this word Bishlama, and two lines later, almost directly underneath, is the word Eli vectored that. Bishlama, we understand why he's not going to have to pay the four or five times if he shechs the animal after he was makdashit. Why? For at the moment, he's slicing the neck back and forth, the neck of the animal. In other words, the shechita, he's shechting something that doesn't belong to the, the person that he stole it from. It belongs to Hectish, and as Rashi points out, we're talking about that where he had stolen it, and the owner was Miyayesh. He uh, gave up hope of, of uh, getting it back. Since he was Miyayesh, then this uh, Ganav was Kona it with the Yeush as well as the Shinu Rishus, and it's not the owners that he's shechting anymore. Um, I'll read it again. Bishamat Vichlo Machayev. Dechi Katavach, Dechish Katavach, Kama Connective, Alo Demari Katavach, not that which is owned by the um, rightful previous owner. Kama Ella, however, and this is really where the question starts, a hektesh lichayev. Shouldn't he be chayev at the moment he was makdashit? Because what's the difference between, if you so to speak, transferring the ownership of it to another person, which we know as a mechira, or transferring the ownership of it to the Lord, which is a hektesh. Mali machroi lehedyot, which if I steal Bob's cow and then sell it to a hedyot. I'm chayv four or five times. Mali machrul shamayim. What difference does it make if I'm, so to speak, transferring the ownership of it to heaven, in other words being makdashit. Why the distinction? So, we have uh, three approaches. I put a number one in the margin here. Three lines later, first word on the line is lav. I put a number two in the margin. And about seven lines below that, first word on the line is kodshim. I put a number three in the margin. So, here's a few approaches. Uh, here's the first. Well, Hamani, who is the Author of this approach, uh, our mission was going like our mission didn't have a name associated with it, at least at that part. It's uh, Rabbi Shimon, he, it's Shitas Rib Shimon. And what's unique about Rib Shimon? Da Amar, Rib Shimon holds that Kodshim Shechayev Bachriusen Berishusei Demare Kaime. If it's Kodshim that the uh, person is responsible for, should something happen, then we'd have to like uh, make it up by a new one, then it's in the Rishus of the owner. Rashi says on the fourth white line, Rab Shimonhi, imagine the uh, Ganav said, uh, at, like previously had said, quote, he promises to bring an Ola, and what is he, which animal does he separate out to be that Ola to fulfill his, uh, his uh, promise? Oh, perfect, this animal he just stole, he's going to have that uh, be the animal. Since, let's say something were to happen to that animal before it was uh, brought to the base of Migdash, well, this guy would have to uh, bring another one, in other words, he's responsible for it. It's a davar hagarim lemamainhu, which causes, potentially, money to have to be coughed up. Look at that as though it's got a value itself, and therefore it's not a mechira, Right? 
a mechira, he would have to pay four or five times. But this, which is not a mechira, um, he does not. Okay. The Gemara asked back in the Gemara, if you look back at the Mishnah, which we can look back at now on Ayin Dalanam Abayz, we have the Mishnah, and the last two lines were Rab Shimon. But we're just trying to say moments ago that the cases before Rab Shimon are also Rab Shimon. So the Gemara asked one second. Ha, me de safe Rab Shimon have which it says black and white, we may have even boxed the name, Reisha love Rabbi Shimon. Clearly the earlier opinion, whatever time it is, one thing we know is it's not Rabbi Shimon. Ella, so I squiggle under on the L, this is the second approach. The case here is, we're talking about a special type of Kodshim, Bekodshim Kalim. So let's say he was Makdash animal, let's say as a Shlamim, which is a, a lower level Kodshim. And we're going to leave it to Rabbi Yossi Aglili, who says, what, the Amar Kodshim Kalim is viewed kind of like, even though it's Kodshim, it's going to the base of English, it's a Korban, but it's also Mamoin Bailim Hu. It's considered the Mamon of the Bailim, and Uberishusei uh, Kaimi. It's still viewed as though it's in his possession. And therefore, it's not a Mechira. What's a mechira? The definition of mechira is I had something, I sold it to you, it's no longer in my possession, it's in your possession. But since this is still in his possession, since he only made a kachim kalim, by the way, kachim kalim, bring the base of mikdash, and you get to keep some of it. And it's a, it's a lower level, it's kind of like yours, but it's kind of like Hashem's. Asks the Gemara now. We bring a question that goes about five lines. I put a long question marking in the margin down to first word on the line is kachim. Avai kachim kachim my will. Then what would we say if he uh, decides to uh, declared it's Kodshe Kodshim. Well, question mark, comma, Mishalim Tashlum Hamisha, would he pay then four or five times for that? If that is the case, Adetani Reisha instead of the Reisha teaching, I read above Reisha Ayin Amud Aleph, we had a Mishnah on Ayin Amud Aleph, instead of teaching in that Mishnah, here's a one-line quote of what we said, Ganov V'Tavach V'Achar Kachik If he stole Bob's animal. Then he shechted it, and then he was makdash it. That's where Mishalom Tashlume Arba he has to pay the four or five times. Well, why teach that? That's the end of the right angle. Lifloig velisni bedi da. Why not teach in, on the Mishan Davayin Dalid, Amud Aleph, if you, when you're teaching the cases where he pays only the Kefal, but not the Arba Chamisha, then Lifloig velisni in the Seifa, in a similar case, and it should have said like this, when is that? If this is our answer, our second approach here, is that we're talking about when he, uh, let's say, uh, declared that it should be a Korban Shlom, which is Kodshim Kalim, that's where he's putter from having to pay the four or five times. Alpha Kodshim, if it's a higher level Kedusha Korban, he would, yes, and we didn't say that. Ella, so we squiggle on the Ella, says the Gemara, this is a bit of a conclusion, we're talking about that the person, the Ganav, was Makdashit, makes no difference whether he was Makdashit at a higher level Kedusha, lower level Kedusha. Neither one will he have a Chiv of four or five times. Udekashalach, and that which we asked, like we started this discussion, well, why should there be a difference? If he sells it to, he steals a cow or sheep. And then sells it to Bob. He has to pay four or five times. Well, Mali Markel Shemayim, or what does it make if he uh, transfers ownership up, up, up to uh, to Hashem, so to speak? Well, here's the difference. Markel Hedjet. If somebody steals a cow or sheep, 
sells it to some other person, well, Me'ikara to Reuven, originally it was Rob's ox, the Hasha to Shimon, and now it's Simon's ox. In other words, it's a different owner. Whereas, Machrul Shamayim, when you sell it to Shamayim, so to speak, in other words, you're Makdash and you're going to bring it as a korban, you're bringing it as a korban for yourself. And therefore, Mi'ikara Tura de Reuven, initially, it's considered the ox. And this is the Ganav, he stole it, so, but it's his, it's uh, Robert's um, ox. Vahashta Tura de Reuven, and now it's still Robert's ox. You might have to bring it as a korban, but it's still known as the same Bailim, and that's the reason why. That's the distinction. Said the Mishnah, Reb Shimon Aimer. Now, at the end of the Mishnah on Ayin Dalanot Beis, Reb Shimon said something. It wasn't clear Rashi even at the time it said. We'll clarify it in the Gemara. He had said that Kodshim, that the person is chai for their achrayas, has to pay four or five. If he's not chai for their achrayas, he is putter. So, here we go. Reb Shimon Aimer, etc. Amri. So, we ask a question. Now, this question is based on that, let's see the Rashi. Rashi says, uh, if you skip over to the Rashi, about seven, eight lines down in the Rashi, Dibra Maskal Amri, Noi Desavrab Shimon, says Rashi, I squiggle on the first few words, Rashi de Kasalka Daitach, the Hava Amina, we're going to go into this discussion, is that Mishum Tvichalom Mechayev Lerab Shimon. Shimon is not going to make the Chiv on the slaughtering. The Afilu Hefrishe Lashem even if he's separating it out to take care of some sort of previous responsibility he has, it leaves the, so to speak, domain or possession of the previous rightful owner. And this person becomes now like a, he, he's in charge of watching it for Hektish. And therefore, when he's slaughtering it, he's not slaughtering something that is owned by the previous owner. The previous owner is no longer shayach to it. So ask the Gemara, back in the Gemara, Amri. No, you just have Reb Shimon. So granted that Reb Shimon holds um, the following, um, one line, I put in a phrase marking, what difference does it make if you're transferring the ownership of it to another person? Or what difference does it make if you're transferring the ownership of it to Hashem? Nevertheless, what should have been said by Rosh in the last lines of the Mishnah Nayin Dalanamad Beis is the opposite. A and B. A. Kudshim Shechai Bachriyus. And if it's Kudshim that he is responsible or liable for, there he would be Potter. Why? Because you have to sell it to Shechtan. And since he's responsible for it, it hasn't left his domain yet because he's responsible for it. Whereas, comma, B. Kudshim Shechai Bachriyus. Kudshim Shechai Bachriyus. Kudshim, which he's not. Responsible should something happen to it, he has no responsibility. Well, there would be Chayev. Why to come after the Rishuse? Because he's now totally having a God of his Rishus. And the Gemara answers that actually, Rib Shimon, uh, the last two lines of the Mishnah in Dalamad Beis, Amilsa Achriti Kai. He's going actually on something totally different, which was not stated in the Mishnah, but here we go. And this is the way to understand it. Let's uh, see the Rashi. Rashi is uh, three narrow lines before the end of the narrow lines of the Rashi. Says Rashi, where the Ganav was Makdish, the thing that he stole. Therefore, sure, Shimon is not going to be Machayev him. Not at the time that he was Makdish it. Mishum 
because it's still got like his name on it. Also, not at the time it's slaughtered. Tamrishus Mare, comma, Nafak. Ella, and I double underline the word Ella. A Goinev Hector Shekdishu by Limkai. It's actually a new case. We'll see it in the Hachikatani uh, of the uh, Gemara when we see it in the Gemara, but it, it's essentially when the Ganav stole it, it was already a Hectish animal, like the rightful owner had been Makdashit. De Kevan Dechaya by since the rightful owner is going to be liable to bring something else. Ki katavach, when this animal, if it is in the future slaughtered, demare katavach, it is still the owners, the rightful owners, the original guy that had it stolen from him. Why? Since it's a davar garam lemamayin, and we know that, is kemamayin dami, something which causes, if you have it or don't have it, causes a um, monetary responsibility, is like money itself. So let's go back into the Gemara and see what the Hachikatani says. The Hachikatani, I put a right angle in over here, and uh, let's see, two, four, six, about seven lines later, first line is Bay, and the middle line is Isha, close the right angle. This is a rereading of Shittas Rabbi Shimon, or I guess a re-understanding. If you have a person who owns something, you have a Ganav who steals it from Ganav number one, and then Ganav number two steals it from Ganav number one, he does not pay four or five times. Similarly, and this is what we're saying Rup Shimon was com- uh, case was, if a person steals from Bob's house something that Bob had made hectish, there, there would be a pitur. There would be a pitur that the person would not have to pay the four or five times my timer, well, because the Pasuk, in the context of paying four or five times, says three words, end quote. And he stole it from the house of a person, which sounds like person and not what? Comes along Rub Shimon now, and we'll understand Rub Shimon much better. I box Rub Shimon. Rub Shimon, um, again, A and B. A. Kodshim Shechayev son. Kodshim, which you are, the person is responsible, should something happen to them that you'd have to pay to replace it, Chayev would be Chayev. My taima, that would be Chayev the four or five times. Well, Karina Bay, because you could refer to it, even though it's hectic, you could still refer to it as Vigoyne Beisa Ish, because since the person's responsible, it's still considered as though it's the person's. B, that which the person is not responsible for would be Potter. Delo Karina, because you would not be able to refer to it as three word quote from the Pasuk, because it's not really Ish. Now, that's the end of the rereading of the, or maybe the re understanding of the Shidus Rub Shimon on the Mishnah Nain Dalam base. Michti. Let's take a look at this for a moment. Shamina Le Rub Shimon Damar, we know that Rub Shimon previously had told us um, about five, six staff ago on Ayin. Aleph, Ayin Aleph, Ayin Aleph, definitely Ayin Aleph, Beis. Uh, shechita Sheina Reuya. Well, by definition, according to Rabbi Shimon, Shechita is that which matters the animal to be able to be eaten. But a Shechita which, for whatever reason, is not fitting, Loishma Shechita, um, that's what we saw back on Ayin Aleph. Well, then, in our case, Kodshim Nami, if you have Kodshim and you shechita like in your backyard, that's a Shechita Sheina Reuya. So, Kiyasarov, Dimi, I underline of Dimi, and then I circled Rabbi Yochanan, I put number one in the margin. Not the bottom line, but one above it, I underlined Kiyasarovin, and circled Rabbi Yochanan again, and put a number two in the margin and circled it. And the first two words that I'm with Bezer, Reish Lakish, I circled Reish Lakish and called him a number three. 
So three approaches to deal with this issue, isn't it? Yeah, well, when Rav Dimi came from Eretz Yisrael, he reported in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, No, no, it's a, it's a perfectly fine shechita, because it is a tom animal, it's blemish-free, and it's being shechted in the courtyard of the basement, where it should be, in the, in the Azara, and it's being done, l'shem, the bailim is being done for the... Yeah, interesting enough, and this guy stole the animal uh, from Bob's house. Bob had already been mocked to shit, and now it's being offered for Bob. Okay, well, one second then. If it's being offered for Bob, it's Bob's animal. Vare chazra karen lebailim. Well, if he's essentially offering Bob's korban on behalf of Bob, then why would he have to pay him four or five times? He's given already the korban that he stole from Bob back to Bob by offering it for him. The reason is because in between when the Shechita took place and what should have happened shortly afterwards is the Zerika with the blood. Here there was no Zerika with the blood because the blood all spilled out. At the time it was Shechted, it was fine, but later when it was, I guess, on the way to uh, the wall of the, one of the walls of the Mizbech to be uh, Zerika, it spilled out. That is um, the first Answer. Second answer, Kiyasa Ravin, who we had underlined in the circle of Yochanan, that the case here is Beshechet Smimim Bifnim, Shalom Lashem Bailim. So he's, uh, this Ganav is having Shechted a blemish free animal in the base of Mikdash, but Shalom Lashem Bailim. In which case, it is a Shechita Ruuya, because we know every carbon that's Shechted, even if it's uh, not going to count for the rightful owner, um, if it's Shechted and properly Shechted, is actually kosher, in which case says Rabbi Yochanan that's the case and that's why he has to compensate him for the uh, animal itself and Reish Lakesh, we circled Amar no, no, no it is an animal that has a mum and it's being shechted bechutz, which is uh, you're allowed to shecht a animal, even a kosher one, if it's got a uh, mum bechutz that was Reish Lakish. Now, tell you about Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar was like amazed. He, he questioned uh, the, the whole approaches that we're giving now. He says, uh, A, the Rebbe Yochanan, according to Rebbe Yochanan, what do you mean the Shechita? Is it the Shechita which is matir, which which permits a carbon? It's not the Shechita. The Shechita is a way to get to the Zrika, Vahaloi Zrika Materis. But the Zrika wasn't done yet. And secondly, point B, the Reish Lakish, Rebbe Lezer has a uh, difficulty with. Shechita materis. It's the shechita, which is matter the animal now that was kachim. No, no, no. It's the redeeming of it. Aloy padie materas, or padia materis. It's the redeeming of it. That was Rabbi Yochanan's uh, difficulty with this. However, one of the reasons, excuse me, that was Rebbe Lezer's difficulty with all of this. Now, ishtamite, um, it kind of slipped the mind of Rebbe Lezer, however, had Rabbi Shimon, that which the um, Tanner of Shimon says that A and B, and then we're going to see the A and B. A, kolam kizaruk dami. That if you have something, a situation that is uh, waiting or could be theoretically in the future spritzed on the wall of Mizbeach, like the blood of a carbon, it's as though it's already been spritzed. And B, kolam liftais, anything that has the ability to be redeemed in the future, kepadui dami, in many ways is view as though it's theoretically already redeemed. Now, I put brackets starting over here till Ayin Zion. Amud Bey is on the third line after the word dummy. I close the brackets. So here's the brackets. And in the bracket section, all we're going to do is uh, bring out those two points, that something which is 
Oymed Lizrakis as though it had been Zarek already, and something which is Oymed Liftois is as though it's Padui. So, A, here's the A point. I underline these five words. Kol Oymed Lizrakis Zarek Dami Desanyu. Where do we see that from? Well, from the following. Rebbe Shimon Oymer. Um, you have the standard case of a carbon, and we know there's an, an issue with nosar, which leaving it over past the time. Normally, that means they come over past the time that is proper to keep it left over, as far as uh, eating it or using it. There's also a nosar, which it could be left over if you imagine a carbon being processed. The shrita is done. We have the blood, but 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 we never did the zrika. That would also be uh, nosar. It would be uh, left over past the. A time, and we'll see how we get that. So, Reb Shimon Aimer, you have situations of Noisar where the, the meat of the animal, so to speak, becomes Ochel and therefore it's susceptible to Tumas Eichel. Uh, in other words, Ochel that's susceptible to becoming Tame. And there's other types of Nosar that are not Metame Tumas Eichel. Ketzad asks the uh, Reb Shimon in the um, Brisa, well, Lon. If there was lina lifnei's rika, hisquilonai lifnei's rika, then eno metame tumas eichlin. If the um, the overnight came before the zrika, then the the lina issue is um, the nosar issue is going to be not metame tumas eichlin. Why? Because it basically never became food. So if the night started, in other words, the sun set, and the Shrita, and Azrika, excuse me, had not been done, then since it never became food, it can't become tummy like food, because it's not yet food. Whereas La'achar Azrika, if it happened after the Azrika was done, mitame tumasaychlin. That is the end of the Tanaic source. Ve'kaimalan, now what do these two terms mean? Uh, my, what, two words in right angles, lifne Azrika, you know what it means? That lifne Azrika is kodem shenir Azrika, not the actual Azrika was done, but before it was fitting to theoretically have the Azrika done to it. And what does the Achar Azrika mean? I put the Achar Azrika in right angles. That equals the Achar shenir Azrika after it was um, fitting to uh, be spritzed. Colon. One and two. One, kodem shenir Azrika lan maihi, and therefore, what does it mean before it was fitting to be spritzed? It, it uh, spent the night? Well, the lo have shalos the mizrake. There simply wasn't enough time. There was no time left in the day. Just shachte, the uh, person had the animal shachted, samach l'shikasachama, like, you know, five seconds before the sun set, and then as soon as the sun sets, there's, there's literally no time to do the zrika. And therefore, it never became the food, even theoretically, and therefore, it's not susceptible to food tuma. If after it was fitting for Zrika, then it's been, let's say, the, I don't know, the Shrita was an hour before, um, hour before the sunset. That's Dahavia Shos, being the Mizrika. There was plenty of time to still do the Zrika. That would, Metama Tuma Seichlin, yes, be susceptible. To food tuma alma. What do we see from here? That kolaymed lizrei kazarok dami. The zrika doesn't even have to take place yet, but as long as it's fitting to take place, it's as though it already took place. The B point. I put a B in over here and underline these five words. V'kolaymed liftois kapadui dami. Anything that is ready to be redeemed is as though it was already redeemed. Disanya. We have a price which goes to the bottom of the next amud. Well, the next amud is all of. Uh, a line and a half, but that's how far it goes. This on your Shimon Para, this is um, 
we're talking about the para aduma. Now, the para aduma, you don't usually eat, you basically burn the whole thing, but would it be susceptible to becoming uh, tame, like an ochel can become tame? Yeah, the para is metame to masoichlin. Yes, it will. It can have it, that tuma voichlin come upon a hoyl vahaisla shasa kosher, since it had a time that was fitting to be eaten, like after it was shechted. Uh, it has that like status of food. Now, in all practical purposes, probably not going to eat it, but uh, it had a shasa kosher. Uh, let's flip the page. Ram Reish Lakish, Oimer Hayer Reb Shimon, that Reb Shimon uh, said the following, Para Niftes Agabe Ma'arachasa, says the Rashi on the top line, Vamar Reish Lakish, when did it have a shasa kosher to be turned into like a steak or a burger, the paraduma that is? Hey, shasa kosher haisala. Well, Da Oimer Hayer Reb Shimon, Para, Rav Shimon said that a paraduma can be actually niftes redeemed. Now, why would you possibly want to do that? Even if it was already shechted, how can you redeem it? And by the way, if you redeem it, you might be able to eat it as food, but how can you do that? And I underline these five words, like, stop the press! Uh, you already shechted the um, paraduma, but we found one that's even better than that? And, and that is, so to speak, it's shas ha-kosher, says Rashi, even if it wasn't redeemed, theoretically, if it could be redeemed, it would be Alma. We go back to the middle of the second line in the Gemara. Alma follows from here. Kolo oimed liftois ke padui domi. Anything that has is like standing to be redeemed is as though it's already redeemed. Uh, that's the end of the uh, bracketed section. Close the brackets. In next year, we'll begin with the uh, uh, back and forth between the Rabbi Yochanan approach and the uh, Reish Hakish approach. Adkan.